This is If I Go Missing, a podcast where we tell the stories of those who have gone missing so that they aren't forgotten. And maybe, just maybe, we can help bring them the justice they deserve. I am your host, Megan. And I'm your co-host, Lynn. Are you ready to dive into another story? Always. Let's do it. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of If I Go Missing. I'm your show's host, Megan. So this week, I'm going to be bringing you the story of Jessica Dietzel. This is a case that really hit home for me, as Jessica's last known sighting was only a few hours from the place that I myself call home. You know, us Georgia girls, we have to stick together. So upon hearing about Jessica's case, I immediately wanted to see if I could help. When I began talking to Jessica's family, I first asked them to tell me about her. Not her case, but her personality and things of that nature. I wanted to know who Jessica was. According to her family, Jessica is one of those people that you would be lucky to have in your life. Jessica's mother, Christina, has told me that her daughter was the type of person that would just pour herself into others. I also have asked Jessica's half-sister, Sarah Beth, about the type of person Jessica is. Sarah Beth says Jessica has a great sense of humor along with a huge heart. Sarah Beth even recalled a sweet memory of her sister and shared it with me. She says that when Jessica was little, her sister gave her a little purple bunny as a gift just because she was so happy to see her. That is seriously the cutest thing ever. So if you guys have been following my show, you know sometimes I co-host with my own mother And other times, I get to interview members of the family where I host the show alongside them. This is going to be one of those times. Before I jump into my interview with Jessica's mother, I am going to tell you a few things about her case. Jessica has only been missing a few months, so it was a little tough to gather some information. But with a little help from her family and their Facebook page, Bring JVD Home, I was able to put together enough information to give you all a little rundown of the case and get some questions to ask the family. Although Jessica's case is still pretty recent, somehow fake information has already made its way around to the public. So before I tell the specifics of her case, I first want to rule out the fake news. So a news source by the name of WALB News 10 released a report that Jessica had been seen willingly getting into a dark-colored sedan. This report is completely false. This report has also not been retracted. The woman who was seen getting into the car has actually been talked to and confirmed that it was in fact her that was seen getting into that sedan and not Jessica. Also, another bit of fake news that has been getting out is that Jessica's run away before. Jessica has never disappeared before, and being missing is not a normal occurrence for her. Now that we have gotten the fake news out of the way and straightened fact from fiction, I'm going to tell you more facts about Jessica's case. Jessica has not made contact with anyone and is considered to be missing since February 18th of 2020. Her last known contact with anyone was on this day around 12.45 a.m. After this point, Jessica would completely drop off the map. Her social media went radio silent. We've mentioned it before, and I'm going to say it again. When a person who is otherwise very active on social media 
just all of a sudden goes silent, it generally is not a good sign. The last time anyone physically saw Jessica, she was leaving a place called the Ozone off of Georgia Highway 300 in East Albany, Georgia. Since there is no type of surveillance at this location, it's still unknown who Jessica left this place with as well as what type of vehicle she may have gotten into. At this time, there has only been one person taken in for questioning. The one person who has been questioned in connection to Jessica is a man by the name of Anthony A.J. Cannon. Cannon was Jessica's boyfriend at the time of her disappearance. As of right now, A.J. Cannon is currently incarcerated on warrants unrelated to Jessica, but he has claimed that he does not know anything about her disappearance, nor was he involved with her disappearance in any way. Another interesting aspect of Jessica's case is that of her estranged husband, Kenneth L. Dietzel. Kenneth Dietzel was actually released from jail on February 13th of 2020, which was only five days prior to Jessica's disappearance. The relationship between the two has been said to be both mentally and physically abusive. Kenneth has gone so far as to attempt to run Jessica off of the road while she was driving with their child in the car. Another interesting piece of information regarding Kenneth Dietzel is that he is yet to go in for questioning in regards to Jessica and he is said to actively be avoiding law enforcement. Now, this is all that I could gather on my own about Jessica's case, so I'll be talking to her family to find out more. As I've mentioned, it being a new case, there is not much media coverage, so I could not write a full story on my own. So here is my interview with Jessica's mother, Christina. If I go missing fans, guess what? We now have a merch store. If you go to our Instagram page at if I go missing podcast, there is actually a link in our bio that will take you to ways to listen to the show, but also the second link in that page is for our new merch store. You can even get merch from some of your favorite cases to help support finding those that are missing, or you can help support the podcast by getting podcast-based merch with our podcast show and logo and some other cute little sayings and things we've come up with so far. If that's an interest to you, please go check it out. Also, we have the merch that has some of the cases that we talked about on it with that family's permission. I have also partnered with the families to tell them that if we get any profits off their loved one's merchandise, that the profits from that will go to the search for their loved one. So this is an awesome way to support the podcast, get the word out, and also help support those who have gone missing and help in the efforts to find them. First, I just want to say thank you for talking to me. I know this is a hard time for you, and I hope I can help in any way possible. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, I had I've been I've been out of work because we've been out beating the bushes and everywhere in between trying to find her, and uh, I ran out of time to for paid time, so. I had to come back today. Yeah, that that's definitely a tough situation. I guess um, I'll start by asking if there was anything odd that happened in the days or hours leading up to Jessica's last known sighting. You know, there was lots of, I guess, different things that had been going on, um, you know, with Jessica. I guess you know a little bit of the background. 
I know a little bit what you had on her um, Facebook page. Yeah. That's all I did to really find out because, you know, there's not much media coverage. No, there's not. They're, they've really quilled it down. I, I'm very, I'm very, I'm not a, such a negative, divisive person or indifferent, but this that we've experienced with this Omni Police Department has been, uh, it's a travesty. You know, um, they had mm-hmm. put out, they did put out a press release, but it was a, a release of a third party uh, information that they had cited her at a, a somebody had cited her at luxury in um, get willingly getting that getting in and out of a black car, and and they didn't confirm it before they had put that story out and and when and they did confirm it later and it was not her, and then the local news took off with it and reported it as and they said in the newscast well this is third party information it's not credible it wouldn't uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe that because the other county where we live, we live in Lake County. We, of course, it happened in Albany, so we went to Albany first. Mm-hmm. We had to, you know, but uh, uh, we live in Lake County, so we had more information. We started getting after I reported her missing, and so uh, they uh, went ahead and filed a missing person. And there's a formal missing persons bulletin on their page. And and of course the news people have like um, kind of quelled it down, you know, it's, you mm-hmm. know, not, you know. And of course I'm trying to get the story out that she's missing. I'm not trying to come out against anybody yeah. or anything, you know. I I think well the last one I did do I actually <laughs> I did say that there, it needed to be considered a criminal investigation at this point in my opinion, but you know, but they didn't put that in the, the newscast. But I, it is as of now. It is a, um, you know, I, I want to say that they're investi- they're heavily investigating it, and it is some uh, circumstance of foul play. You know, that's me talking. Mm-hmm. They haven't, I guess, uh, publicly announced that. But as far as odds, the one thing I guess something that sticks out to me, Megan, is that um, the guy that she was with, I heard he wasn't a really good guy. And um, but at the same time, she had called a few times, and I heard him in the background, and he'd say, "Well, you know, she's doing better since she's been over here, and you know this and that." But I, I of course, I told Jessica that really um, trying to do better would have been would be going and um, complying with um, the CPS and stuff like that to get her start working towards getting her child back not being there you know all in all i mean there was a lot going on and and it came down to her we love her so much we wanted we wanted her we couldn't do it for her we want her to make the choice to go get help and Mm -hmm. and make and and make a life live her life you know and uh, she Mm -hmm. got out there with the wrong crowd of people who are snakes and got out in deep waters you know and then her husband got out of jail. <laughs> so there was nothing in her behavior, though, before she was last seen or heard from that might indicate that something was off or that she might have been in danger or anything? It was just kind of, you know, everything is normal and she just disappeared? No, nothing had been, like, normal. What, what was ab- – what, the only thing that's abnormal was that 
she didn't, she wasn't no messenger, and she had not contacted anybody. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nothing was right. Nothing was normal. But when that occurred, abnormal, and we were like, oh, God, you know, where, what's, what's happened? What's wrong? Because her, the messenger social media has been, that's her, her uh, communication. That's how she keeps up with everybody. That's how she, you know, keeps up with all mm-hmm. of us. Um, and also talk, she would go to her brothers and she goes to see her cousin and stuff. Um, you know, she couldn't come over to our house because the judge had issued a, um, no contact because she had not complied with what they wanted her to do in order to get, started getting, all, getting her child back. So mm-hmm. that was a hard thing to go through with that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, um, so that was the abnormal part. Um, she did, okay. now she did make some comments like over the months that, you know, keep, keep her safe and y'all, y'all watch and be safe and, you know, and, and, uh, of course she had gotten involved with a few things, um, back some months back and people came out against her and it, it was a cause for being feared for her life. But mm-hmm. again, it was a situation, it, it has been a situation of, okay, I would get out of it, you know, so I don't know, I, I, or she was scared up maybe that um, uh, she felt like maybe there, somebody might retaliate if she left out of whatever was going on. I hope we'll find out answers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all, that's all you can really hope for is to find answers to be able to find her for sure. Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned her husband, or her husband, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they had not gotten divorced, but he's more or less her estranged husband. Okay. So you did mention that her estranged husband had recently been incarcerated and gotten out. And I know uh-huh. in the facts um, bulletin list you have on her Facebook page that it said that they had kind of a rocky relationship. Yes. Was his incarceration due to anything he did towards her? Well, actually, um, he had been charged with aggravated stalking back sometime before that, and he went court to court on it, but she was a witness, and she wasn't a very good witness for them because at that point he had her manipulated, and she didn't really push it like she should have. Um, and they gave him probation for it. I think he could have gotten some prison time. And the state had picked it up, but they needed her to be that witness, you know, because he yeah. tried to run them off the road, um, her and uh, the baby with her, you know. But anyway, um, so he was still on probation for that, but he he got really um, tied into um, drug selling. And, and okay. uh, Yeah, he had guns, he had drugs, he had... Um, he got charged with terroristic threats and all kinds of stuff to some other people that was around him. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he really got in the charges and, uh, he did go to jail. And, um, and of course some of that time that he did from September till when he got February was actually the probation side of it from the aggravated stalking charge prior. But uh, okay. he has not with the court. He has not. And, and February 13th was like the arraignment for the per, the current charges, and he has mm-hmm. not with the court for them yet. So he skipped out on his court date? 
Um, no, actually, the you know, he didn't skip out. I don't know when that court date is, but the the, the bail okay. bondsman came off his bond yesterday. Gotcha. Okay. Because he was, I guess, m my speculation is that he went and he was avoiding coming in to make contact with law enforcement concerning just with them wanting to talk to her about talk to him about Jessica's disappearance, and he'd not uh, come in. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Was their relationship always kind of rocky or was there was there good times too or was it mostly just the abusive side? Mostly abusive, unfortunately. It's very sad. Um, Dave and, you know, went to church with us and stuff and uh, I, she had such a, a glowing, happy look on her face, you know, with her and her husband and the baby and they're going to, they go to Bible study every now and then, you know, and going to church and, but he up, you know, he's just a real volatile, like narcissistic type person, mm -hmm. you know, and then of course she would react as you will do being treated like that. So, yeah. you know, very, very volatile, so, yeah. And so since they were estranged and you mentioned that she had a boyfriend, how was their relationship? Was it quite kind of like mm -hmm. her and Kenneth or was it a better relationship? No, it was um, this, this gentleman's been, um, he's been on drugs for years and uh, he's quite messed up himself and uh, and he's uh, abusive to women. And, and I actually didn't know that um that no, that was such a that was a problem until uh, we started investigating everything. Since um, she disappeared, and it's, it's it's heartbreaking. But yeah, he uh, because and I think it's because of how he would get like get high and get uh, real paranoid and and things such as that and get real crazy and yeah stuff like that. So uh, she was um, yeah she put herself into a mess in that. And he's claiming that he doesn't know anything about what happened to her and that he wasn't involved at all, correct? Yes. Yes. Do you have any idea of who might have wanted to hurt her or who might have wanted her gone? You know, the one, and really I hadn't wanted to think it, but it seems like there's things occurring that's pointing in that direction, the very one that you would not, especially being the father of your grandchild. Mm -hmm. And I, and and it's all seeming to point to him, Kenneth, uh, like perhaps maybe having orchestrated a lot of this, you know. But and and until, of course, in the coming days, we'll learn more as the police are are really digging in and they're investigating it and they're questioning people, which should have been done starting March first <laughs> when I started getting names and I started getting information and leads. So they're just now kind of starting to square one with it. Um, and it's been two weeks since I reported her missing. And yesterday was a whole month that she has been uh, disappeared, missing. That's so terrible. It's heartbreaking. And I know she, um, you know, has absolutely, she pours in the other. She's a, a sweet, wonderful young woman. And she always has been. But her, and that loyalty, I mean, these, these guys, like Kenneth and stuff, they just don't realize how much they really 
destroyed something that could have been so wonderfully good in, in the fact that that girl loves and, and she'll love you and she and and just be right by your side. And but he actually he did it and, and did so much and did so much to where she did um about I'd say um a year and a half, two years ago, she just completely separated. She stopped taking the phone calls, she stopped taking the um text messages. She stopped all contact because she knew she had to protect herself from him and his manipulation. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's when he started into just a full onslaught <clears throat> campaign to destroy her. When she tried to pull away and realize yeah. what was going on, you know, that's when yeah. he started manipulating and stalking and things like uh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harder, hard, hard, hard. Because he could do a little bit of manipulation and have her heart right back in his palm of his hand. But it got to that point where it was it. And she had to just that cut it, cut it, cut it loose. Mm-hmm. You know. And then from that point on, she went into uh, just, uh, yeah, stalking and um, calling defects to her. And it would be unfounded to um, just put her name out on Facebook and just just terrible, horrible stuff and making fun of her. Um, if you could think of the most evil, cruel things that people can do to somebody, he done it. And then, um, and then of course, she started running with the wrong, even worse than, well, the, the circle that he had been introducing her to, she started kind of running more with them. So then she got out in deep waters and got into um, things that um, got a hold of her, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, we just um, struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled to help her see that, that um, she needed help. Uh, we all been right here, the whole family, brothers, cousins, aunts, mama, stepdaddy, everybody, to help her. But she had to, she had to try to help herself, too. She has to yeah. help herself. I hope I hope to God that we find her. And if it takes a year or two years or whatever it is, I pray that I can that she will be ready because it's on that person when they're ready, you know, to just go mm-hmm. ahead and surrender and, and into and submit into whatever treatment, help, anything. Just put the time into it to heal. You know, because that's what it's been about. And she would say, "Mom, so upset with me at times. Mom, you're not, you're not listening to me, you know." And it, it would hurt. But I was like, "Well, Jessica, um, let me listen to you after you've gotten in detox and gotten cleaned up, and and you're really uh, working at trying to, um, you know, work through these 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 issues, the these terrible things that have occurred, you know, mm-hmm. instead of." Talking right now about the problems you have because you're continuing to live in that life and do the drugs, you know, mm-hmm. and and the and the dangerous and it being so dangerous, you know. Yeah, that's a very dangerous life. Dangerous. Yeah. Um, everything I think about OD or 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 human trafficking, all these different things, I send her, send her, send her on messenger constantly, constantly, and then I would even. Megan, I'd even like say the same thing over and over and over and over and over again for like hours. Save yourself, save yourself, live today, save yourself, we'll come get you, save yourself, live today, go to detox. Over and over and over, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but unfortunately, see, she and she and she probably, even though she she's very smart, she wants to say, but there's real danger, and it was from the very person that she was wanting to try to maybe connect with and have a family with, and that was him. Mm-hmm. I think he just hated her, hates her, and you know he wanted to take her out somehow, some way. Indirectly, whatever, make her pay. For, and really, it's it's so shameful because he never looks at himself. It's everybody else's fault. And that's how <laughs> most abusers are. Yes, yes. So it's been a it's been absolutely um, heartbreaking, you know, heartbreaking. Even with a, a little bit, you know, um, Jessica told me there was a few occasions, and she got a hold of him too, uh, and. And she didn't play about this, but he'd get in the baby's face when she was little and holler, you're not as a whore, you know, and things like that. And those those different things he did, see, then the next minute he'd be like, oh, it's okay. I didn't mean to say that. But see, you can't take stuff like that back once you behave no. like that and say mm-hmm. things like that. But that that's not right. No. It's there. My mama has always told me, and I am saying this for anybody who is going to listen to this show that needs to hear this, Jessica, whoever it may be, because I know myself at one point in time needed to hear this, when somebody jokes, quote, jokes and plays like that all the time, and it's always funny, it's always a joke, and they repeatedly say the same thing, eventually there is some truth in there that they believe that. Do not hear their words as jokes. They are not jokes. They are red flags. They're red flags. They are. If anybody can learn anything from this, it is... To realize the signs that, you know, so many of us didn't realize. It took me a while. Yeah. And, you know, nobody should be treated like that. Nobody should be talked to like that. And especially not someone who is a mother, who is a young, beautiful girl with a bright future. Exactly. Who deserves to be treated like a like a, a human being, or like a princess, you know, like a queen. Mm-hmm. Like valuable, um, you know. Of course, I'm. Uh, God commands men to, you know, love their wives as they love themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, but then of course, if you get a hold of one that doesn't love themselves and uh, or they are dysfunctional, they're not gonna love you too well. <laughs> no, because the, the key to being able to love someone is first learning to love yourself. Exactly. And that's that's just what's very hard in all of this is that, you know, you almost wonder if she had never met this person, what would she be doing now? You know, like she might she might she probably wouldn't even have been on this path if she hadn't have ran into this person who manipulated her stuff. Yeah, and it's just it's terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, we all want to be loved. And find mm-hmm. that shining armor, you know. But you know, like yeah. I tell her, and I learned it, uh, you know, um, a long time ago, is that you can't, you aren't gonna have the fairy tale, and everything's not always gonna be right and perfect. But you can't just have it with just any bot. You can't just mm-hmm. go and, you know. Of course, um, on the other hand, you know, we all have issues, and when you start working together, because it takes work, it just automatically happens um, that you, you know, love is an action. But yeah, yeah. she, 
unfortunately, um, and hey, he did get taught now because we, we all were trying to encourage them in that direction, you know, to and to have a family and and uh, and that you can you can beat the odds. But uh, there's something dark and deep there with him. Yeah, and uh, I hate it. It's uh, it's horrible. So. In your own words, can you piece together somewhat of a timeline of the information during the time maybe leading up to her disappearance as to what's happening now? Kind of, you know, when you said that she would say things like, you know, keep to keep her daughter safe and, you know, then she went missing. Can you kind of piece together that timeline for us a little bit so we can have a better grasp of what happened? Well, you know, um, there was different things that happened over the last year that, you know, she got involved with that were, of course, it was always dangerous, you know, mm-hmm. for people to make the choice to live in that life is, is a risk every day. Um, but, yeah, there were some things that occurred that she was involved with that caused her to be um, worried for our safety, for her safety. Um, and, that and obviously, was, you don't have to go into detail about any of that, just you know, for safety reasons, just tell me, you know, what you can, you know, without hurting the case, without, you know, putting yourself at risk, obviously. Yeah, and so. uh, it's just all having to, yeah, do with um, um, that lifestyle and the, and the players and the people in, the, in it for the money, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some circles, you know, mm-hmm. that were, and I'm sure, like, I, uh, her, um, I'm sure she's been scared up and stuff, but you know she always she's had an out, she's had an out, and I, but maybe that just feeling of um, that worrying for her family. I don't know. I don't know. It's just speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, <laughs> I just can't even um, wrap my brain around it all. Because um, it was pretty bad. It's, it's, it is bad. It's bad out there. And um, I just wish she would have just uh, would and I'm still hoping for hope that she's okay and she's been healed up somewhere or something. There's a lot of human trafficking, all kinds of different stuff that we're, we've been uncovering, you know, as we go through this. So, you know, there's just no telling what is transpired and we're just praying to find her um, you know and find her safe so how can the public help I saw on your page you were talking about doing some searches yes uh, we have we've done we've done one like community group search that we did um, uh, announce and we're uh, talking of doing another one we hadn't really got it all squared away yet um especially with the river has went down and everything but you know you, mm-hmm. you got the virus and stuff that's happened we have flooding around here too during all this and then we have the virus issues so we're we're trying yeah. to get some going we'd like for people to be able to put boats out there in the water um, along the flint river um so that they can go in and out of those um little areas and, and stuff to, really hunt, you know. Um, yeah, because I don't think you guys are that far from me, actually. Um, where are you at, Megan? I am outside of Savannah. Oh, okay, okay. 
So, I mean, I think you're probably about, what, two hours? Uh, <laughs> mm, about three, something like that, three and a half. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did, there was some guys who went and um, they were real blessed and they were with the Sumter County dive team and they went out in um, Warwick over the weekend because that's another place that we've gotten some information on. And, uh, but yeah, we're really, um, wanting to pull in, um, private investigators, dogs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which, you know, the sheriff's department is actively investigating, but, you know, so much time has passed and we're, we don't want it to, every day is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's time, time is precious with this. This yeah. is a very time sensitive thing and that that goes for anybody's case, but for anybody's. Yeah. yeah, I mean I often do this show with my mom and we talk a lot about you know, that first forty eight hours there's a reason why there's so many shows called the first forty eight or you know oh, yeah. why so many detective type shows talk about forty eight hours into or you know, during that kind of thing, there's a reason, and it's because time is of the essence. Right, and that's, I guess, I, I, you know, of course, I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined going through this, but I've seen those shows, and that's what I was under the impression that it starts going on, but uh, no, no, I guess a lot of, there's so many instances of people that are, um, that are, Making that poor choices and and they're on drugs or what have you, but and and they're going missing and then they resurface, but they kind of just take it lightly, you know. And mm-hmm. they shouldn't do that because these people are are somebody's mama or daddy, brother or sister, you know. They're they're, they're human beings, and I mean they deserve to. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe they might have done it uh, last month or you know what have you, or there might mm-hmm. be a current. Uh, but hey, just try at first. Yeah, within that first that first window, because it, even if it's somebody who's uh, hiding out and they don't want to be found, they're they're all all messed up with their drugs and stuff. Hey, you can run around this this town right here and find somebody at a motel within five hours. Mm-hmm. You know? And and else that's what they need to do instead of just kind of just just kind of just not doing the any kind of police work and just say, well, you know, okay, they're missing. They'll come back. You know, that's, I had, a, when I first called the APD um, on Sunday, March 1st, to ask them to meet me at AJ Cannon's house where Jessica was the last place that I could identify that Jessica had been, that the woman says, oh, mom, just hang tight. Uh, that's just characteristics of addiction. I said, listen, mm. I don't need to talk to you right now. I need somebody to listen to me and what I'm telling you, okay? And I know this, this is my daughter, and I know what's going on, and I want this checked out, you know. And I yeah. tell people, hey, rub egg in my face and call me a fool. I'll be the laughing stock. I'll be the mama who cried wolf, whatever. Um, hey, if, if, if that was the case, you know. Um, to blow the alarm signals and get people mm-hmm. out hot and heavy trying to find my kid, you know, and within yeah. that window of time, you know, I was like, this is an emergency. This is detrimental. And by, by Tuesday, 
I had another, the lead investigator, telling me, well, Mom, maybe she just don't want to be located. Well, no, that ain't the case, okay? <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. And I had names, I had information coming in because I did uh, reach out to social media because I wanted to get the info from the whoever she might be in whatever circle, uh, anybody knows me anything, I wanted to get it immediately. Yeah. The founder. <laughs> and it's so frustrating when you have all of this valuable information and you're trying to give it to the right channels and they just kind of oh, yeah. want to blow it off. I mean, I don't care yeah. if a person struggled, is struggling, whatever their issue is with addiction, if it's past, present, whatever, they're still a missing person. They're still a missing person. I know, I called a one guy. And um, with the Omni Police Department, I said, Laura, I said, I'm not a, a cop, but if I was being handed all this, uh, this information and, and this and that and this is, and I'm seeing this going on, I'd be chomping at the bit to do the police work. Get me one. Yeah. Um, work the leads. Go check out the river where this tent city is that these people have been living at. That they say they threw, somebody said they threw in the river. And they're just talking. They're just sitting on their hands, taking it lightly. Well, Mom, she's all right. She'll come. She'll yeah, find her at one of these motels. That ain't that. That ain't Jessica. I hope I'm a fool though. And, and I hope that she. They do find. I, I'm open. Hey, you get a lead in a motel, and there she is. Okay, good. But see, my daughter has been uh, a messenger. Her social the social media and in contact with her family. She she has not done that. That that's not happened. That has not happened. So the alarm signals went off. Um, and when we all figured out that you know this was this is what was going on, and and that was it. No, I actually posted a post to um, the local group here, shots that being robbed, because of course all those circles are looking at it. Uh, and and her friends and stuff, and I thought, well, surely she'll call me up in a little bit and go, just oh, my face off of there <laughs> or something, you know. But uh, but no, that didn't happen. Didn't never hear nothing. Um, then people could start coming forward. Hey, I ain't heard from Jessica. Wonder, and they started getting upset, you know, because they're like, oh no, that's weird, Miss Christina. That's what, hey, you yeah. know, you know, that's that's not right. That's not Jessica. And then start getting talk of uh being thrown in the river. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And and you think when you run to your local police department, they jump on it. Oh no, they didn't. They didn't look in the river. No, they have not looked in the river. They have not coordinated a search as of yet. We did, and by the time we managed to get the search pulled together, actually the river was too high because we had flooding here. Yeah, um, yeah, we've been getting it, a lot of rain in this area. Mm-hmm. We did get down there, and but we still couldn't get across to where that tent city was that got washed out. Because, you know, that could very well be, you know, a lot of evidence and stuff down there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of evidence could have been found well, there. Yeah. But, I mean, it's horrible. The thoughts are going through my mind about all this. and But, uh, you know, hey. I mean, it's 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 such a horrible nightmare already. It's the uh, mother family's worst 
not now contrite, is to raise your, your, your person, your, your loved one. But then, and then know that, that you got all this information coming in, and, and then you're like running to your your local police department that's there to protect and serve that doesn't even try to, to work it. Mm-hmm. I felt like I've been walking through wet cement. <laughs> like I'm in quicksand. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 we, I told somebody we'd come short of breaking kneecaps ourselves. We went out and done the police work. We have a whole file. We all have. So is there anything that anybody listening can do to help aid in your search or spreading the word? What can we do to help? It's spreading the word um, and, and, yeah, paying attention to her her um, her flyer, her pictures, um, you know, because I, I hey, the human trafficking is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, her and, and many other young females out here who are being picked up uh, are sold uh, and, and doped up. They don't know who they are or where they're at. And she could be God knows anywhere, you know. Yeah. So I want people to know her face because they see her and know her tattoos. And she has a liner on the left side. She has a kitty man on the right. Um, I think, yeah, I think so. I'm going to have it turned around backwards. But it's, it's very noticeable. <laughs> you know what it is, you see her. I, I liked Elena, you know, which, um, but then she came with the other one. I was like, oh, God. Come on, <laughs> that's that's Jessica, you know, and uh, she—I tell you, she's a, she's precious, sir. She and uh, and she's a real and and when if you, anybody used to meet her out there, uh, yeah, I mean she she'll in in the midst of whatever she's going through, she's still gonna pop that smile and uh, be a positive person. So, um, of course, I know she's um, you know been through the ringer, um, because people are, uh, and it's older people, a lot of older people feeding her, feeding her that night, keeping her all messed up, and uh, it's, it's such a horrible, heartbreaking thing. It's even become like a, kind of a fad for these, um, yeah, younger guys to uh, um, say, make the females go out and work to come up with the money to feed their own drug habits, and it's not like pimping like where Pimps used to like wear the flashy suits and and have a lot of money and and riches. No, these 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 people are are feeding their own drug habits by making their their women or or you know making these girls work. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a big problem. I've read around these local motels and I see it, and I think I'm, and the police are seeing it too because as I go to these motels, I got the police going on with me, you know. So mm-hmm. it's being exposed. It's being exposed because uh, you know, no, nobody, not Jessica, not nobody else, she goes through that crap, gets swallowed up into some mess like that. So what I can do is, I recently opened an online merchandise store. The link is in my um, Instagram bio. I can actually mm-hmm. take her missing persons flyer and put it on as stickers. T-shirts and hoodies, people can buy them and wear them around and get her face out there. Yeah. If you like, I can definitely do that. And um, I'll send you the link when I get it done. It won't take me long. Okay. Thank you. And hopefully, hopefully maybe we can get some profits from that to help fund your search. Yes. 
that would be an because, you know, question. with it being a store and selling, there is a part of it being a profit to, I guess, to myself since I'm the one that set it up. It's my show and everything. But, you know, the families that I have gotten close to that I've put or spoken to and put their loved ones on items in the If I Go Missing store, I have also told them, you know, if I get profits from your love, we'll be happy to send you the money. However, I can figure out how to send it to help aid in your searches. Yes. So I will be happy to do that for you and see if we can get her face out a little bit more that way as well because this is just, it's a tragedy. Yes. And human trafficking is so real. And it's something yes. that people need to be uh, more aware of. They certainly do. Mm-hmm. They certainly do. Um it's horrible. And uh, and 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 a girl meets a guy and thinks they are gonna um be able to trust them and, and uh roll with uh they get them um all, all bound up like that and they're in deep before they even know it. Mhm. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. I think we as a society should be doing more to let people know the signs of human trafficking and things of that nature. There's actually a really, really good website for a nonprofit that does a lot of work for human trafficking. It's called Polaris and the Polaris Project. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot and they um, have a lot of like hotlines for girls that like if they find out about it, they can, you know, send a message and get help. Mm-hmm. and things of that nature, and they also help teach a lot of people about warning signs, and, you know, it's not what a lot of people think. You're just snatched up by somebody off the street. It's normally someone you know that gets you into the trafficking, and that's exactly. what they do. They help teach you and teach others how it actually is working in the real world and not what we've been told by popular culture. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we definitely need to do a lot more of is to learn the signs, and that way we can help protect some of these girls more. Oh, yeah. Most certainly. It's it's real. And uh, it's all about money. All sitting around money. Yeah. And criminal activity. I guess people are figuring out, these criminals are figuring out they can make more money off the the females with Mm -hmm. that. Everybody's out there trying to peddle dope, you know? Yeah. It's awful. It really is. And I think the only way we're going to see an improvement is if we keep spreading the word and talking about it like we're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate this, and I just appreciate everybody in their continued prayers. Definitely, definitely found and she's safe and it's soon thank you for listening to another episode of if i go missing i'm your host megan and i put a lot of thought and hard work into these episodes i write edit and produce them all myself and it means a lot to me that you guys take the time to listen if you would like to follow us on social media our instagram is at if i go missing podcast Then we also have our Twitter, and that one is at Megan Noel Pod. If you want to reach out and suggest a case, you can do that on Instagram or Twitter by sending us a DM. We also have a Facebook page called Megan Noel Podcast, and we also have discussion groups for the podcast. 
And the name of the discussion group is If I Go Missing, a podcast. <laughs>